everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 196, Are You Bear Aware? On this episode, we discuss bears in the backcountry. Is practicing leave no trace principles enough where there is no room for error? We share three tips on how to keep bears out of your campsite with additional food for thought. In protecting yourself, you are also protecting another. We also recap our Yellowstone meet and greet and share the highlights from our backpacking trip. Get talking about this topic. Join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So for your next backpacking trip, we partnered with Aaron Owens Mayhu of Backcountry Foodie. The Backcountry Foodie can offer you meal plans for your next backpacking adventure that can meet your specific needs. After all, she is a registered dietitian and an avid backpacker herself, and she just did a big chunk of the uh, CDT, CDT. So uh, congratulations to Aaron for uh, uh, backpacking that trail. Um, both Aaron and Trust Trail Podcast understand how important nutrition is on the trail. Just go to backcountryfoodie.com, use the promo code TRUSTTHETRAIL, and get 20% off all of their membership services. Backcountry Foodie also offers our listeners who join on going to on our backcountry trips, backpacking trips, specific one-on-one meal planning as part of our adventure backpacking trips. If you go to our website and uh, go check out uh, episode 195, you can just click on the link and go right to her site and get the 20% off. So thank you, Backcountry uh, Foodie, and congratulations on your backpacking trip. I just read your newsletter. Um, I cannot wait to talk and catch up uh, with uh, and uh, hear about your adventure. So, so Yellowstone, wow. I like the intro uh, where you said uh, food for thought. I know. Was it was that, is pun. that food for the bears or <laughs> it was a pun <laughs> i'm so proud when i can put together a pun <laughs> i know when you put together a pun that's kind of a big deal that's I, very good it was really hard for me not to laugh in the midst of that but i i rehearsed it enough to make sure it was i could it could go very smoothly that uh, i think i got most of the giggles out of the way ahead of time this is the whole uh you know um, behind the scenes of Trust the Trail <laughs> podcast. I was so, so proud when, of it. And Ariane makes a pun. That is a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so the, we, we wanted to, we were thinking of, uh, we want, we definitely wanted to do an episode on bear safety, but we were trying to think of a good title. But uh, the funny thing about it is that when you are in Yellowstone, er- everything you see is be bear aware, be bear aware. Um, not only in Yellowstone, but the outskirts of Yellowstone too, in the National Forest. So it's, there's signs all over there, be bear aware. And, you know, you think about it, you see the sign, but nothing says bear aware than a black bear next to your vehicle. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what we saw last night in Yellowstone was a big boy just doing his thing. Just, just moseying. Just happy as just, just go lucky. And uh, that was the second bear that was right next to the car. Um, and that kind of, I, I th- you know, quite frankly, I <laughs> that's a big reality check. I think almost everybody who ever wants to go camping or backpacking should have a bear right next to their car 
um, because you can see how big they are. You can see... Um, well, just how they move and how they... Powerful they are. Exactly. And I think it's just... Uh, most most education out there doesn't come with the visuals of uh, the enormity of these of these creatures. They're enormous and they're so powerful and they're so strong. And, and apparently like uh, Chinese food, as we saw the video posted Ga- on Facebook of a black bear walking right through Gatlinburg, Tennessee, going into the Chinese food buffet. I, I did not know bears like Chinese food, but apparently they do. Um, but he just walked right in the middle of the street. Um, didn't have a care, didn't have a care bear in the world. <laughs> care bear. And, uh, you know, I mean, it just, just. I, I think it just goes to show their veracity. Um, and uh, so we, we thought that we because we, it is so bear-centric here in Yellowstone, and Yellowstone in Montana is a different, you know, it's different out here. Um, you know, you're, you're the, there's very little room for error yes. in the backcountry. Yes. Um, and so uh, you might be able to get away with a little, uh, you know, uh, carelessness in, in the southeast or, you know, some of the other areas and states that have smaller black bear. But when you're in Montana and Wyoming and uh, Idaho, uh, ugh, there's not there's very little room for air when it comes to grizzly and uh, the black bear out here. Um, you know, they're big. Yeah, I think one of the one of the exceptional highlights uh, from uh, one of our many Yellowstone wildlife tours in the meet and greet uh, was one morning we came across a grizzly. Now, let me retract that statement. We were driving on pavement and stopped and could see a grizzly from afar with the naked eye, um, but with a with our with our binoculars and with a telescope, um, we were able to actually see the details of what the grizzly was doing. And he was not very far from the road, and he was gorging on a you know a, a four day old carcass. Um, it was an animal carcass, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> I cannot. I not cannot clarify. Cannot confirm nor deny. No, I think it was. No. A, I think it was a bison. <laughs> it was. It was a bison. Um, uh, according to uh, the the reports, it was a bison. Um, which is is pretty prevalent in the Lamar Valley. Um, but we were able to, with the scope in particular, see an enormous amount of detail. And watching this grizzly just m- maneuver and. And, and and grab the carcass the way he was, um, you know, his chin was completely dripping with like, you know, his feast. And it was unbelievable to watch the force and the um, determination that this grizzly had at feeding himself. I mean, grizzlies are enormous creatures. They have to put on a lot of weight and they have to eat a lot. So their entire thought process in life is food, 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 mate, food. You know, it's all about food and it's all about feeding. And and to watch that, it really does put in perspective just how low on the totem pole you as a backpacker, as a hiker, as a partaker of the, this beautiful, gorgeous land. It really just puts into perspective um, just how unprepared we can be without the proper knowledge. I thought it was weird that he was wearing a bib. 
<laughs> With a little saying on it. I couldn't read the saying. Um, something about, like, you know, bears are number one. Um, something like that. Or, yes, bears do poop in the water. I, something like that. But, he, yeah, it was crazy. He was wearing a bib, and he was, uh, you know, he was, he was putting on quite the show. And he could care less who was watching. Unless you actually walked up there. I think you probably care then. Yeah. But you know, um, he was scanning for predators. Scanning for predators. Um, but I, I, I think you're right. I think the one of the things that, you know, we get out of, uh, we have gotten out of uh, Yellowstone, and I think um, uh, our guests and our listeners and our, our friends that came out for the meet and greet, I think they got the same thing, was that it's pretty raw and wild out here. And, uh, you know, um, you, there's, you have... You know, you have a wildlife encounter in the four country. And, you know, there's there's kind of a, um, a sense of uh, safety when you're in your car. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I would even say this. I would even say this. I would say when, the, when, when a 2,000-pound bison comes up walking past your car and you could, you could put your arm out and pet it, <laughs> even in the car you start swallowing a bit hard don't pet the furry cows <laughs> don't, please don't pet the bison um but but that's how and the, the one thing about bison i will say is when they are like literally scraping a gun up against your car they will sideball you they will their, their eyeball looks and it, you can see the white of its eyes almost as saying i could kill you I dare you to put your hand out of the car. I <laughs> dare you. Um, so it is even in the car. It's it's very intimidating, and um, because they're just so big. But and and that's the one thing we kind of wanted to transition to is that you know it's one thing to have a to you know see a bear walk in the field by your car off the road or across the street or or in your in the safety in the car. Um, and I know uh, we I know just about every single backpacker that's gone out there. Um, you know, uh, you know, especially new backpackers, they, they have the same question. Well, what if, what if I see a bear? What if? And, um, the, the question, it, that's the wrong question to be asking. It, it's not if, it's not if, what if you see a bear, you're probably going to see, if you go backpacking long enough, um, you're going to see a bear. You're going to see it. What you do with that and how you react to it. And especially, well, what if a you know, bear comes into my campground? That's the that's what we really want to focus on on this podcast and on this show because if you do everything right, you're not going to have a bear come in your campground. Or if you do have a bear come in your campground, he's going to leave or she's going to leave because there's nothing to see here. And that is what the the focus is on what we want to talk about because we we get so many. I mean, the bear question out here it's either a bear or a moose out in Yellowstone. would you see a bear what if a bear which is a bear there's a bear you know oh my god there's a bear i saw a bear and it's um they're majestic creatures until you get to the backcountry and then um almost everyone out here well i'm not going out there i'm not backpacking i mean i'm not going to sleep in a tent there's bears out there and that's the that's the the kind of the shame of it because you know um if you do things the right way and if people adhered to leave no trace and every single ranger that ever lived in Yellowstone that ever gave you advice on 
how to prevent a bear from coming in your camp. If, if everybody did that, you would never have to worry about having a close up and personal encounter with a bear. That's really what we want to kind of focus on. Yeah. So I think, I think where the unknown aspect, if you, if you don't grow up in grizzly territory or you don't grow up learning the skill of backpacking, you know, in bear country as this, I, I think the unknown is, is, is you, you know, you spoke about it already is it's your reaction to the bear and bears are extremely unpredictable. Um, they are, I don't want to say moody is not the right word, but they're reactionary. Um, and in, in, they have a lot of different reactions and your reaction to them is really dependent on their next reaction. And I think that's the difference between, you know, hiking and backpacking in serious grizzly or bear country uh, versus more of the Southeast is, is that, you know, your reaction to them is, it's like, oh my God, there's too much to remember. And so it does become this like uh, hesitant, this fear. And I mean, you are on the food chain at some point. So there's always that. (laughs) So, you know, there's, there's that level in, um, you know, when you start kind of understanding, if you start thinking like a bear and if you start understanding bear care, like their characteristics, how they react to things and how they what 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 they're doing out there and what their goals are. It helps you understand how to better prepare. Um, I was looking up information on, um, uh, you know, what a grizzly sense of smell is. Because it is an acute sense of smell like no other animal. And it is it is noted outside of polar bears, which we're not talking about polar bears here. It They have the most acute sense, bears in general, have the most acute sense of smells more powerful than any other creature on earth. I shouldn't say creature. I should, you know. It, it, Even Bigfoot? Well, <laughs> we're not, this is not about... <laughs> Whether Bigfoot, there is a big barefoot presence, a Bigfoot presence, barefoot, barefoot. It could be, it, Bigfoot could be a bear. Could be. Could be. <laughs> well, anyway, you know how to deter my, but so it is, they, a bear's sense of smell is seven times greater than a bloodhound, which has an incredible sense of smell, right? Obviously, we don't even come close to understanding how a bear's sense of smell can be so acute. They can smell 20 miles away. They can smell underwater. They can smell under ice. And so if you start thinking like that, it gives you a better preparation for going, oh, well, if they can smell that good, if they can smell 20 miles away, if they can, they can smell that incredible, which is hard for us to fathom because we as humans cannot understand that sense of um sense of smell because we just don't have it because we have other senses that kind of take over um and when you start thinking like that it helps you understand a little bit more about what a bear's intentions are yeah and um bears make no mistake about this um the easiest way to understand a bear is to understand you know someone who does a smash and grab um (laughs) You know, uh, it's it's so clear and obvious uh, to to know or to think 
to not leave your laptop in your front seat of your car when you're at the shopping mall or leave something valuable or leave your purse or leave your wallet or leave something valuable. Why? Because all somebody has to do is look in the front seat, see a car, smash the window, take it and run. There is the perfect explanation of what a bear does. Bears don't, you know, unzip your tent um, and stick your their head in saying, hey, what's up? Bears are smash and grab artists. They, they're looking for the low-lying fruit. They don't want to r- work really hard to go um, and... They, they don't have the energy to extend on that. They don't want to spend the energy. It's not that they don't. They don't want to right. because they're, they've got bigger issues to, to deal with. Um, and so they're smash and grab artists. They, they smash and grab. And that's why you hear, you know, some of the stories that you've heard, um, in the Smokies lately, uh, where a bear will grab, you know, a person in their hammock or in the tent. And you've seen a lot of video of this where they just grab the tent and run because they're smash and grab artists. And the whole idea is for the bear. If a bear at any point in time walks in your campground, there's nothing to see here. You've put your laptop in the trunk of your car. There's nothing in the front seat. There's nothing to see here. And so the bear moves on because there's nothing to, there's nothing to do. Um, it's a tricky business because, uh, you know, bears not only have an insane sense of smell, but they do have a higher intelligence level and, uh, bears evolve and even uh, a bear's lifespan is about 25 years. And that 25 years, uh, it's probably uh, like 100 years to us. <laughs> and a bear learns quite a bit. Um, and you have to imagine yourself, if you were born in the wilderness and your only, your only priority is to find food that is, and procreate. Find food and procreate, Okay. And so you're going to learn how to find food. I mean, just think about it. You're going to learn how to find food. And it's not just going to be, you know, um, you know, your, 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 uh, your normal course meals of berries, blueberries, and moose flesh and occasional bison carcass. But you're going you're gonna to learn that tourists have food. And you're eventually going to learn how to open things. You're going to learn what a what a food or cooler looks like in a car these are all things that um don't really have a sense of smell but bears have learned over the years um to be able to identify that that's a possible food source and so um it it, that's it's it's even really more important to to practice Bear safety. When a ranger says, "Don't leave a cooler in your car," don't leave a cooler in your car. Well, it's or, a matter of association. Or at least put a blanket over it. Yeah, put a blanket over it. I mean, do everything you can in your power not to, uh, you know, not to create a smash and grab uh, opportunity, you know, for a bear. Um, and it's the same thing for the backcountry. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But it's the exact same thing in the back bear country. And I can tell you from, I mean, look at. I, in the Southeast, I've ran out of bear before to, to chase it away. Um, I've had a bear run right across the trail within, I don't know, maybe 15 feet of me. I thought it was a dog. It was a baby black bear. I've seen bears up in trees. I mean, I, I've seen a ton of bear in my time. And that, but that's in, that, that's in the Southeast. 
Um, you know, uh, bears are getting a little bit more, um, they're getting a little bit more aggressive in the Southeast because, you know, because the chickens are coming and the chickens are coming home to roost on the AT <laughs> yeah. with all the food cooking in the shelters, you know, and, uh, you know, you're, you're hearing more and more stories and, and, and that's a perfect example of why, you know, um, when you go out there is, and we're going to give you these tips, but. Don't be that person who cooks in the shelter. Yeah, I know it's unpopular. Yeah, I know the AT and some some of the shelters out there are, you know, it's like a social gathering. I get all that stuff, man. And it's hard not to do. I get all that too. But um, it, it's funny. It's never the person that, you know, is cooking in the shelter. It's always the next person. <laughs> you know, well, it's that, always the they're... next person. That's what the Rangers say out here. It's always the next person always gets screwed over. And here's a prime example of that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we went camping in a campground. It It is a very remote campground um, in Lamar Valley, uh, the northeast entrance of Yellowstone. And we had really wanted to experience this campground because it has incredible wildlife sightings um, right out your front door. And um, we were able to snag a spot because somebody had released it and we we went for it. And we went out there. Of course, it was pouring rain for the two solid days that we were there. But when we get there, the campground host warned us about a mama bear, a, a mama um a mama bear and her cub were coming into that campground right where we were, um, our campground, and trudging through our campground. There was a you could see, you could see the walk mark, um, and they had be been doing this for the last several, last several days, essentially. Um, well, we come to find out why. <laughs> Yeah, no surprise. <laughs> no, no surprise. And this is a prime example of ruining it for the next person. So we were a little nervous, uh, but excited at the same time. Uh, we were practicing everything proper. Um, these campgrounds all have their own individual bear box. Um, we opened the bear box to do our due diligence in keeping our campsite uh, bear proof. And lo and behold, when we opened it, we come to find out the exact reason why Mama Bear was hanging around the campsite. Yeah, well, first of all, the bear box wasn't closed. So here's a here's a tip for whoever camped in our spot. Close the box. See, that's the whole purpose of the box. You have to close the box. So they left food and their garbage in garbage bags in the bear box and didn't close the bear box. So we opened up this bear box and there was food, trash everywhere. And not only was it just trash in the bear box, but of course, mama bear and babies opened up. She probably showed the kids, hey kids, here's a good learning lesson. I'm going to show you how to open <laughs> this up is, a bear box. This is homeschool. Yeah, this, this is homeschool. Pay home attention kids. Pay attention. <laughs> and so the bear box was open and I started looking around like, oh yeah, well here's a loaf of bread, here's carrots. I mean, it they're just scattered everywhere. Um and so uh the bear box is it's a it's it's uh it only works when you close the bear box. <laughs> and so but but It's like Pandora's box, <laughs> you have to close the lid a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh we had thought about moving 
Um, oh, right away, I thought, I, this is, this is <laughs> my windows in the van will be smashed, and I will be carried out of the van, because that's just, you're you're asking for it at that yeah. point in time. Um, and we approached the camp post. Uh, of course, the camp post was non-responsive to us at that point, um, uh, off-duty. Uh, we went back a second time off-duty, and obviously, we didn't want to take another spot because every single place was reserved in the campground, so uh, it was a sleepless night for us. Uh, well, we cleaned the whole bear box we did. first. Yeah. So we <laughs> well, got our garbage course. bag, and we cleaned everything. We were picking up carrots and, and bread and all, you know food stuff <laughs> um, all around the picnic table and everything else. I thought for sure, if I was in Vegas... And I would have put money that a bear was going to come into our campsite. <laughs> I would have put money down because, I mean, we did everything but ring the dinner bell for that for that bear to come but, back. But that's a prime example of, uh, you know, uh, that you your actions impact another. And that's leave no trace right there, right? Uh, bear basics, like respect respect the space for the next, like respect it for yourself. Um but in in this case, we were placed in a risk in a very risky situation. Um, now, granted, you know, Mama Bear knew to go to the the food source and possibly leave us away. We parked a little further away from it. Um, but you know, this is a prime example. Your actions greatly impact the next individual, and I think that that that's a it's like a missing firing cell in the brain sometimes is, you know, oh, I'm, I may be okay, but what about the next person? Or what about the association of the bears or the association of this wildlife that then learns a behavior based on my action? Well, and, and the, so the, the end of that story is that we did finally, a ranger came, uh, talked to the ranger, um, only because we were a little irked at that point. Um, normally, you know, we don't go, um, you know, we're, we're not going to say anything. We just clean up the mess and go about our way, right? Um, but on this occasion, we were pretty irked on that because it was kind of a mess. So the ranger came by and he said, hey, and we, we had taken some photographs too. And the ranger uh, said, well, talk to the camp house and, um, uh, you know, have her call the tower office in Yellowstone. And so we went to the camp host finally when they were there the next day. And she said, you know... And she was very apologetic. She was very, she felt very bad. She said the people that were there left a trash bag hanging on the tree. And she had, she picked up the trash bag and threw it away. She said, it never dawned on me to look inside the bear box. Um, so apparently the people that were there before us um, really, I think they wanted a bear encounter. They were doing everything they could to bring the bear to their camp. I'm so I'm surprised they didn't get out there and just cook fish out all night and sit in the field to wait for the bear to come. Because uh, you know, and then luckily for us, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, Mama and, and the two cubs. Maybe they had found another bear box that was open. I don't know, but. Uh, you know, she, she was Education very goes a long way Education when you can learn yeah. <laughs> learn from your experiences. No, but but, but that it, was that's one of the things is that you know if if you do if if you do if you if you don't have any reason to if there is no if there is not a reason for a bear to come in to the site it just won't come in to the site. So anyway, we've got a couple of tips on how to keep a bear out of your. Uh, campsite 
uh, in a campground. And, you know, there's been a lot of articles written on this. I would encourage people to uh, look um, and read. Uh, Andrew Skirka has got a really good article about bear safety and his experience about keeping bears out of his campsite. Uh, he, he has kind of a different view on some things. Some of the things I agree with, some of them I don't. Um, and, uh, but, but, but in, in general, I think he's got some of the best common sense, uh, things about, uh, you know, bear safety, um, you know, from, from bears coming in the campsite. And I would say this, um, you know, I've been camping for a long time, backpacking for a long time. And have I had a bear come into a campsite? Yeah, I have. I, uh, uh me and a guy were, uh, camping many, many years ago off the Appalachian Trail. We had a, a bear come do a little, little, little figure eight, uh, in, in between my, uh, tent and his tent. I was just so damn tired. I didn't really care. I just couldn't, I just could get out of my tent. Um, but the thing is, is that we had no food. There was nothing, zero. There was nothing for that bear. And, you know, bear, bears by nature are curious, right? So they may even come by your tent even when they don't smell anything. They just, hey, what's going on over here, right? Um, and but, but bears in general are smash and grab artists. And if you can think of them that way, and you can think of doing everything in your power not to give them an opportunity to linger at your site and say, Hey, I smell this. You are, you have won the war, man. You know, I'm not saying a bear won't come into your site, but if, if there's nothing to see here, if they don't, they may, they may smell food, but it's not going to be on the nylon of your tent. <laughs> it's not going to be on your sleeping bag. Yeah. It's not going to be on your clothes. It's not going to be anywhere near your tent. And that's the key. So that's the tips we want to give. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you're, it's about avoiding the interaction to begin with. And it's about um, reducing uh, the interaction. So, I mean, that's just bare bone basics of it. Um, So one of our first tips is avoid tracking smells into your sleeping area altogether. So when you're in the back country, in bear country, uh, you know, you are removing your sleeping area as far away from your eating area as possible. It should be at least 100, uh, 100 yards. yards. And if you want to, you know, add a little bit more to that, um, 100 yards is about a football field to give you a visual of all you football fans. And those that don't like football, like me, just do your best to envision it. <laughs> Or track your footsteps. Uh, but I generally, believe, speaking, I can't believe I can't believe you're you're going to use a football analogy. I don't know how else to visualize <laughs> no, it. No, I, no. How it's it's really hard to visualize that because we don't work in yards. We work in miles. We work it. We don't right. work in yards in our brain. But for you to get after you bring it's up the a best football I could analogy. do right away. <laughs> but the, anyway, the funny thing about the hundred yards, and that's been that's been around for a long time. It's written almost in every guidebook. It's written almost in every leave no trace book. But here's the thing, and I I, I want to kind of chime in on this: the hundred yard away from your tent. This is where the lazy hiker and the lazy person. You might get away with that stuff in in some states and bears in some bear states in the southeast. You might get away with that. I don't think I'd be doing it in the Smokies anymore. That's just my opinion, you know, but in Yellowstone, I'm going to tell you something in Montana, Bob Marshall wilderness, Montana, uh, Teton Bridger wilderness, uh, in Wyoming, 
in the Tetons, you better, you better cook 100 yards away from your tent. And that's that's up to you on whether you don't think it's going to happen to you or not. But I, I'm just telling you, um, Ariane and I are giving you some really good advice. You might get away with that in other <laughs> states, but I would not mess with that 100-yard rule out out here. And I think so it it so when we we talked about is leave no trace sufficient enough in this case and uh no leave no trace takes it to a whole new level in bear country um and it's about awareness so um again we talked about bear smells they have an acute sense of smell they can smell from far away so you're trying to avoid tracking any scent any smells any residue any association any lure of curiosity towards your sleeping area because that is when you're not engaged in looking for bear or prepared for bear. So a lot of people carry bear spray into into bear country as you should, non-negotiable tool in your backpacking kit, actually available, not in your backpack. Um, But anyway, we'll we'll go into that in a second. But the the point is, is, is that it gives you a false sense of security. Um, because by the time you're using it, it's too late. So it's about avoiding using it altogether. So um, so when I'm talking about deterring tracking smell into your sleeping area, I would go as far as, and this is really good bear country practice, is go as far as you're cooking away from your campsite. You're not tracking your food bag. You're not tracking your backpack. Because if you think a bear can't smell through your backpack through your bear canister, through your bear, bear proof, whatever you bring into the backcountry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they can. Yeah, they can smell it. And so when you're tracking it, leave your stuff, hang it. The first thing you do when you go into uh, bear country, when you get to camp, um, is, uh, put away all your stuff. Don't just leave it willy nilly, protect it, hang it, put it up. And then go and set up your camp without tracking all your food smells with you. Yeah. And I think out in, you know, again, you know, we, we preach this all the time, know where you're going. Right. And, you know, and know where you're going means if I'm going to Wyoming, I probably should ditch the nylon food bag. Okay. (laughs) I should probably get an OPSAC bag or ERSAC bag. You know, that can hide the smells a little bit. I'm going to start putting everything in Ziploc bags, maybe double them up. Maybe again, it's your campsite. Okay. You want to leave the laptop, you know, you know, on the seat of your car and say, I'll just put a towel over my laptop. No one will know the laptop's there. <laughs> then, you know, you can't be surprised when your car window is broken. So it's your due diligence to do the best you can. Cause that's the way you got to think. You got to think it. You got to think like a bear. <laughs> Think like a bear. Think like a bear. Not Yogi Bear either. And not Boo Boo the Bear. It's got to be a little bit more fierce. Have you ever noticed that Smokey the Bear is probably a grizzly? He's brown in color. Yeah. I wonder what Yogi is. Yeah. He's not your average bear, you know. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about this when I was backpacking, and I was like, well, that's the nicest grizzly I think I've ever encountered. Yeah, if you if you 
if if there's ever a time to encounter a grizzly, you want it to be smoky. Well, I'm just saying it could be a brown bear. Fire. You notice our fire is still burning, and you're in your tent sleeping. That's a big no-no. Well, I don't know that it's a grizzly. I I'm should... going to have to eat your leg now. <laughs> I should look more closely at his ears. But anyway, um, so you're just reducing the amount of tracking smell towards you. That includes eat in your hiking clothes. You know, you're eating your hiking clothes and then you switch out your clothes when you're done eating before you go into bed. It's little things like that that you have to just think a little differently that leave no trace. Um, now, there's a whole leave no trace section on bear awareness, um, but you're just thinking a little bit more intentional when you're out in bear country. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the obvious is don't cook upwind. So, you know, if the wind is blowing at your face and you're cooking and your tent is behind you, that's a big no-no. You don't want to cook upwind. You want to cook downwind. The whole idea for a bear to pick up a scent is to, okay, he Send him off track. You send him off track. You know, the, the one scent you don't want him to catch is the scent leading to your tent. Who cares where he smells anywhere else around in the camp area who cares you don't and who cares if he gets in your food who cares who who cares well outside of the association aspect of that but but you're in your tent you just don't want to lead him back to the tent to say hey i smell some i smell some juju beads in there or i <laughs> i smell some junior mints you know who's been snacking in that tent tonight mm. You just don't, that's what you want to avoid. You know, you, you know, do you order it? We, the, the biggest question I think we get with the, the bear, uh, uh, you know, at night is do I have to put my, uh, chapstick in my food bag? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bears don't know what chapstick is, man. <laughs> you know, it just smells good. You, should I put my gum in there? Yeah. Yeah. You should. Should I put my deodorant? Yeah. Bears don't know what deodorant is guys. <laughs> Uh, they don't use deodorant. They don't know what it is. So if you're bringing your, uh, that's you know, not in the homeschool curriculum. Yeah, if, if you're bringing <laughs> identification, your, you're bringing your springtime fresh deodorant. <laughs> you're gonna want to put that in your food bag and hang it. Um, you know, anything that smells, anything, um, lotion. You know, like I can't even tell you how many times. Usually the mice, but a bear will definitely uh, come in if you got some, you know, skin lotion. Well, I didn't think bears. They don't know what skin lotion is so anything that if it smells it smells the bear can if you smell it the bear's gotta smell it remember the bears can smell through ice so <laughs> that's your benchmark on how much you should protect every smell so if if you've changed your and, and ariane's gonna go over the scenario when we uh went backpacking and uh, she took the group up uh, pebble creek trail uh, she's gonna give you the scenario of what they did in that routine because they were in the thick of bear country, right? They're, they were in the thick of it. So they're gonna, she's going to go through that whole scenario of what they did, how they cooked, where they camped, where their tents were set up in conjunction with the kind of the camp area where the fire pit was and the bear, ba- bear boxes were, and, uh, and go through that whole, you know, that, that whole scenario. And, and along with, you know, putting everything in your food bag, which is... In bear country, should be more than a nylon bag. Um, you know, you have to know how to hang your food. Now, in Yellowstone, they have bear boxes. They also have bear cables. But in the wilderness areas, in the bridge, uh, like if you're in the Tetons, they don't have bear boxes out there. You're going to have to hang your food. 
Um, and this is this is the time that it's worth it, you know, to go out there and spend a couple hours and 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 watch a couple YouTube videos on how to hang a good food bag, whether it's the PCT style, um, you know, regular style, whatever uh, treat it. It makes all the difference in the world. And again, if you don't know how to hang a food bag good, and if you're if you're afraid to do that, you know, just you know, you bring a bear canister. I mean, and I know that's I know people don't want to bring a bear canister. I get it. There are some national parks that require a bear canister. There are some you know national parks that will like Yellowstone. You can get away with an ursac bag, but in, in the end, you're gonna have to. But you're gonna have to hide your food, store your food, hang your food, uh, you know, in a bear canister. And by the way, the bear canister thing, I still hang the bear canister. That's a big debate. Uh, well, you know, you know, uh, you know, what good is hanging a bear canister? Well, the thing is, is that you, you know, bear canisters. If if enough bears get into bear canisters, they already know what a bear. They already know what a food bag is, guys. I mean, come on. You know, they, they, they see something hanging in the tree. They're, they're not going to be dumbfounded. You know, it's a bear. You know, they're going to go, oh, he hung his food bag. It's just a matter of can I get it? Um, so bear canisters are the same way. You know, I think by now bears probably can kind of identify a bear canister. They can certainly smell this food in it. Um, you know, um, and, you know, we always try to hang the bear canister or at least wedge it in a, in a fork tree or, or anything you can to make it harder for the bear to get at it. Again, it's association and it's food for thought. Huh. <laughs> okay, that's not as funny anymore. But but it's about protecting the next person. It's about pr- protecting that trail. It's about protecting uh, the association of food so that they, it does not become a problem. So, um, so yeah, our backpacking trip was uh, quite epic. Uh, we chose to do the Pebble Creek Trail in the northeast entrance of uh, Yellowstone. Um, absolutely beautiful area. You start in Montana end up in Wyoming. So you're traversing two different states. Uh, You're traversing over a fire line, very historic time, 1988. Uh, I think it was called the Storm Creek Fire, where the town, the nearest town in the northeast entrance of Cook City and Silvergate was at risk. And they built a fire line. You see the evidence of that as you're walking over that high elevation meadow. It was just absolutely breathtaking area it's absolutely gorgeous you're sitting at about 6800 feet all the way up to 83000 feet i mean just oh i did say that right 83000 you'd be in space <laughs> you you'd have to definitely I mean make, that was quite the elevation climb let me tell you definitely have to make some oxygen choices <laughs> Okay, I stand corrected. (laughs) I mean, just beautiful trail, but it is bear country trail and we knew it. And while I I had uh, communicated with the rangers, I got the recent update, there was an enormous amount of bear activity recently in that area. You still always have to be hyper diligent. I mean, we saw we saw claw marks on the trees just in mass. I mean, it was like every third to seven trees i mean just clawed to death it wasn't recent but it wasn't 
not recent either. Um, and so, you know, there's there's some evidence that they live up there that they're feeding. Um, and so obviously, you know, we protected, we got the group ready uh, for bear country, bear spray knowledge, uh, how to use it, um, how to use it, how to react to bears. But more so we practiced, uh, you know, just good bear country just being in bear country and doing everything um, to deter bears for, you know, coming in to seeing what we were doing. So go through your, so go through the, the camp night from, you know, set up to where you set your tents up in conjunction with where the bear boxes were, but talk a look, talk about how you guys, um, you know, changed your clothes after you ate and you brought your clothes back to change in and left all the clothes that you cooked in away from your tent. Yeah, so we were rather diligent about how we did things. Um, you know, when we got there now, uh, this particular trail uh, has a mix of both bear poles and bear boxes. Yellowstone has done an incredible uh, feat at uh, really trying to protect the wildlife, protect you. Um, so Yellowstone is a very different ball game than your just general backcountry in a national forest. But uh, we did have two bear boxes available to us at this particular campground. Um, you know, a really large fire area. Um, and then, of course, the flat land was really far away from camp uh, where we set up our tent. So when we got there, the very first thing we did, and now we did this particularly because of a threat of thunderstorms, we wanted to set up our campsite right away just as a protection level in case we needed to bail in our tents uh, due to any inclement weather that was coming through, uh, which it never did. But um, so we get to camp and, uh, you know, we both did a mix of storing our food and keeping or storing our bags and keeping our bags set aside with somebody watching them. Uh, uh, we have bear spray on us at all given times. Every single person had their own individual bear canister. Um, we instantly set up, but we did not, all we did is we unloaded our, our tent, our sleeping bag and our sleeping pad. And then we set up, we went down the trail to set up over a hundred yards away from where we were going to be cooking. That was our first, first goal, um, is to set that up. We didn't track anything with us. We just went straight, set up with what we needed, kept the rest back at camp unprotected. Um, when we did eat, we stayed in our hiking clothes. Um, we ate away from the campfire because we were planning on having a campfire that night. Um, had, you know, if weather was going to allow that, um, that's always a fun thing to do at camp. Um, it was definitely a little chilly that evening, so we wanted to make sure we even removed ourselves farther from the campsite again for association and because we planned on being there closer to the dusk time period, uh, we ate far away. And then after that, we changed our clothes. We changed it into our nightwear right away um, so that we didn't associate any of that, you know. Um, and those are all just kind of practices that that you have to be hyper diligent of. Again, you can get away. You can get away with not doing that in other states. This is not a every state, every scenario thing. It's only when, you know, you know, you are in the thick of grizzly bear country. Um, 
you know, despite what you saw in the movie, A Walk in the Woods with, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Nick Nolte and Robert Redford, grizzly bears are not on the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> they are, however, in Yellowstone. So, you know, again, you know, when you, you go through the planning and prepare stuff, you got to know where you are. You got to know what geographical area you are dealing with and what wildlife is in that area and who's the threat and who's not the threat, what you can get away with, what you better not, you know, the, the last thing you want to say yourself is that it's never going to happen to me. Um, and so in this case, they practice the perfect bear safety. They practice the perfect bear prevention. Um, they tracked no smells back to the tent. If a bear had come in, the only thing it would have done was gone to the campfire, sniffed around the bear boxes, put his nose up in the air and said, where'd the smell goes? Oh, it's downwind. And that bear would have walked away from the tents, away from the tents. And that's the key. That's the goal. That's what you want. And the other thing, too, um, and I'll just say this about uh, bear safety, because I know there's it, it's it's a man. It's a huge topic. And people are always afraid to go out in the woods because of bears and stuff like that. Um you know, uh, we had a case where we had uh, one of the individuals that came with us that um, had, you know, uh, type 1 diabetes and they had a, a diabetic monitor on them and they needed to have an emergency, you know, low if they're if they're if they went low, they needed to have an emergency like Skittles or something in there. Well, what do you do then? Now what do you do? You got food in your tent. And you're not likely to go low at the most opportune time. <laughs> right. So in that case, I mean, you're you going like... to need it. You're going to have to have a partner. You're going to have to team up with somebody else that's got your back. Two are better than one. And in that case, if, you know, whether if someone's a little worried, afraid, or they're trepidatious, or they have, um, you know, a health issue that demands they have a snack in their tent just in case, for an emergency, um, you're going to have to double up with somebody. You're going to have to team up and you have a partner. So in this case, I think you guys did great because you didn't go to the bathroom by yourself. You got up. Uh, if you needed to go to the bathroom, someone held the flashlight. You know, they were around. So the other person could go to the bathroom. And I, I think that is uh, the really the smart way to go. Um, don't think you have to do everything by yourself and you have to be, you know, a uh, super person out there. Um and, and that reminds me, you know, like, you know, bears are attracted to salt, um, which is in your urine. Yeah. So don't pee <laughs> don't by pee your tent. Don't pee next to your tent. <laughs> which is another really good, that's another good, um, that's another good example of having a partner, of having someone who has your back. Um, you know, whether you share a two-person tent, you know, in bear country, that's a good time to have a two-person tent, share a tent, have a partner, say, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Okay, let me get my headlamp. And do a little perimeter check. You know they got your they got your back, um, and then you go. You know you 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 both go back in your tent safely. So, uh, you know it's common sense stuff. It's it's think it's, like a bear. You gotta think like a bear, man. You know like what does a bear want? He wants a smash and grab opportunity. He wants low lying fruit, easy access, and you know if there's people around, um, they're much less likely to come in. Especially if they don't smell anything. <laughs> it's the smell. Who cares about your stink? You know, um, but it's your it's it's any smell 
uh, that they That's can enticing. smell that makes them curious as to what's in there. Yeah, you know, it, more often so, uh, more often than not, uh, you know, you, you he, bears are not interested in human smell. So if they can smell you, they're going to go off. It's the food that they're attracted to. Um, they often tell you as you're hiking and you see a bear rather than alerting the bear or rather than surprising the bear, you know, go upwind so that the bear can smell you because they are going to track off in the opposite direction. They don't want anything to do with you. Uh, it's the food that they want from you. It's the food that they need it's the food that they're attracted to. Um, but, you know, statistics show hiking in, um, you know, hiking in uh, uh, groups of three or more is a little safer. The general noise that you would make, um, the fact that, you know, you are uh, appearing uh, to be uh, a little less threatening. Uh, you're not an individual. So, um, you know, just think like a bear. You got to learn what a bear wants and learn about bears, learn about the animals that you are trekking into their territory. And it helps you understand how to better prepare for your own backpacking trip. That's no matter where you go, no matter what environment you're in, learn about the area that you're going, understand, and that helps you better prepare in general. Bear yeah. or no bear. Yeah. And, you know, just like a smash and grab artist in your local shopping mall, they don't like noise. They don't like people watching them. They don't like attention. So when you're out there and you feel like a little, uh, hey, um, I'm feeling a little bit lonely out here. I don't, you know, I think maybe I should make some noise. You know, make some noise. You know, let everybody know you're out there in the wilderness in bear country, you know, in bear country. Again, it's it's uh, sometimes it's a specific area that you have to be a lot more attuned with as far as your backpacking methods and the way you backpack. Each area you go to, backpacking doesn't always mean it's the same. It, it's many, many times it's very, it's very different. So again, know where you're going. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. We had such a great time here in Yellowstone. Uh, thank you for everybody that came out. We had a blast. We cooked. We saw a lot of wildlife. We drove and drove and drove and drove. And on foot a little bit. <laughs> and we did some backpacking and hiking and we did the Tetons. We got to hike around Jenny's Lake in the Tetons, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, and Amy saw a moose in the Grand Tetons. We saw a bear in the Grand Tetons. So we had uh, a really, uh, we had a really, really good time. So uh, uh, thank you guys so much for coming out. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, would like to show some love, you can just go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our merch link. We have partnered with spring.com and we've got t-shirts, coffee cups, hoodies. It's getting cold outside. Well, up here it's getting cold. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, it's still summer in most cases, but here, uh, I believe uh, winter has started to settle in a little bit. So get your hoodie ready. Yeah, it's like dipping down into the 30s at night up here. Um, shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and our patrons who help support the podcast. We couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, Angela Salas, Kim Keverman, Brother Bear, Joe Lang, EJ Newell, Becky Wenger, Helling Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pollitt, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Brucia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, Rick Hornick, Jessica Wolfen, Ethan Corona, Jordan Landcrack, Susan Adams, Jill Ryder, Kevin Frost, and Reverend Gina Purcell. Thank you guys so much. Really 
appreciate it. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon's a website, patreon.com. It's a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast. And as little as $2 a month, get special benefits and exclusive content. Of course, our podcasts are always available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and now, starting next week, Facebook. What? What? Facebook has launched its own podcasting platform. We have been asked specifically from Facebook to put our podcast on the Facebook podcast platform. I don't know why you would do that. You can listen to it now anyway almost all the time through our group page but you know uh facebook is um you know they don't want to be left out of the podcasting gig so anyway no matter where you go backpacking anywhere uh you know enjoy yourself have fun uh enjoy nature connect with nature uh wildlife is a part of that nature um and uh, be safe out there practice leave no trace Common sense always wins the day. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need. So, trust the trail, you guys. Bye.